Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Well, happy Halloween, everyone. It's episode 34 of Porsche Club Insider. I'm at the table with Manny Albin and Damon. And of course, Robert is behind the computers making it all happen as usual. And I think we might have a special guest come through at the last 15 minutes or so. Yes, uh, one of our own, uh, Jim Hemmig. Uh, after all the changes in F1, I, I asked him to come on, so he's going to talk about that and some other uh, predictions he has about uh, next year in Porsche and racing. Now, is there a spark of life in Jim? Because he, was, he, uh, he almost gave up on F1. Yes, he didn't watch a couple of races. <laughs> he was uh, he swore off Red Bull. Um, I, I'm thank- Thankfully, he didn't get a tattoo. Cause for a while there, I thought he was going to get a Red Bull tattoo. So close. Uh, yeah, so now uh, he's all uh, bright light and bushy-tailed because there's hope again. Hopefully it's not false hope, but it's like a uh, – I'm, I'm wondering if this is all done for Drive to Survive to make next next the next uh, – More the drama. More yeah. drama, exactly. Yeah. But it he's falling be. for it. It might be. Well, before we get into it all, I just want to remind everyone, if you would – be sure to like, comment, and, and subscribe on whatever platform um, you're listening to. Uh, I also want to thank Eagle Gurney 500 and Ian. They're they're constantly on yeah, commenting yeah. and liking, so I appreciate you guys doing that. And they threw out an idea, and for those listeners, I don't know, would this be of interest to you? Would you be interested if we made some Porsche Club Insider t-shirts or hats or decals? Let us know, because if there's some interest... I might be able to make that happen. Maybe on the back we can put uh, in and out fries do suck. <laughs> we <laughs> don't. Make, we'd have to make two versions. They we don't. Have. So speaking of uh, verses, uh, I was in Las Vegas for my brother's uh, bachelor party, and we had a verses of um, raising canes chicken tenders versus Popeyes chicken tenders. I have not. I have not had either. Really, I eat Popeyes, but just the regular. Uh, I'm not sure if chicken. I've ever had either. Really, I've, I go to Chick Fil A, but Popeyes is, is oh, Popeyes Chick Fil A around here. Chick Fil A is way, way behind. Way behind. Yeah, well, so my excuse is that uh, whenever uh, a friend who likes Popeyes comes over and he's got Popeyes, he says, "Oh man, I waited in line for like 20 minutes <laughs> in the drive-through," and it's like every single time oh, he yeah. goes there. So there's a reason. Yeah, that's amazing. Not me. I'm not going to wait in line for Popeyes so, because <laughs> no one from Popeyes, or for that matter, any other fast food has like stolen someone from Chick Fil A out. <laughs> yeah. Because I got a hand at Chick Fil A. I know they are very controversially uh, political with yeah. some of the stuff, and that I don't agree with. But uh, it's hard to beat their chicken sandwich and. Wow, mm. just watching their drive-through is just amazing. How these people, uh, uh, yeah. I, I will spicy chicken deluxe. I will give them; they are the logistic stars of fast food. But when it comes to the chicken sandwich, once again, even if it's Chick Fil A sandwiches versus Popeyes chicken sandwich, I, see, still, Popeyes, I still I still give it to Popeyes. Po- I like I love Popeyes, but they're not consistent. And some Popeyes are awesome, and some at least phone it in. Um, I, I would agree there. Yeah, I so would agree uh, there. It's a little bit of an adventure sometimes. I'm just telling everyone else <laughs> in the fast food industry, as someone who has sat in many drive-thrus, uh, get your act together 
and go to Chick Fil A and try to figure out but why it's, they. Do it's so, so well. difficult to find good people. Remember when we were on the road trip? We went to Taco Bell. You had to have a taco, and it took you like thirty minutes to get a taco because there was one person working the store. Yeah, like I knew that was going to happen, <laughs> but yet you were still standing in line thirty oh, minutes point, later, waiting for that one taco. Let's leave after fifteen minutes. So the next fast food place, and it wasn't. We were kind of in a food desert where I was. We uh, were. You're dropping me off at. <laughs> Uh, car stuff. I didn't do much car stuff this past weekend. I was actually, as I mentioned, in Vegas for my brother's uh, bachelor party. Well, and it wasn't really a bachelor party. It was uh, from the photos I saw on Facebook. That was your family reunion. <laughs> That's hilarious because the best man literally said that he's like, I so got hustled because I was brought here under the pretenses of it being a bachelor party, but it turned out just being a, a Gwen family reunion. And uh, here's a photo of uh, several of us on the water. And it, it was, and uh, it's my type of bachelor party. It was fun. And it was more family. That's my grandmother. <laughs> Grandma is yeah. in the middle, and they're like, "What is the she heck? the one that stole all the money from me in poker?" Yeah, she's the okay. one that took your money at the poker table. Uh, I did, I did do some car stuff. Well, uh, I did an oil change on. We've been talking about my Ducati a lot lately, but um, this little tool that I bought on Amazon—it's like a flexible piece of rubber, and uh, the way the oil drains from uh, the engine case—it actually like falls right on top of the exhaust. So I bought this little thing. I forgot where I saw it, but I bought it and you can you can bend it around and guide the oil down to your oil pan and for like five bucks or six bucks or something like that. It's kind of a cool it's something tool. I could use for a couple of my cars, not the Porsche, but yeah, no, um the Camry, the, the oil filter is right above the uh, subframe and the front engine mount. Exactly. So you just drape that over instead yep. of don't you want to be in the meetings when they discuss this when they're engineering the car? <laughs> but who's a guy that says Oh, screw it. It's the service guy's problem. We <laughs> yeah, got this yeah. figured out. Oh, yeah. Cause somewhere, it's not just a Toyota or no. Porsche. It's like everyone. I, Subaru. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I changed my daughter's boyfriend's, uh, help showing them how to change the, the oil. It's on easier it. to change it's oil terrible. in my, uh, my Cayman compared to my Golf or the Camry because the, the oil filter is literally just yeah, right there down. on the bottom. Yeah, right. Yeah. But Boom. the 911, the air cool 911. Yeah. Oh man, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> oh yeah, and the, inside the fender yes. on the side there. Not only that, but they're big oil filters. Yeah, yeah same so. and then you have the air conditioner compressor now. Yeah, and you got to while you're trying to like uh, snake it through, all the oil's pouring out. It, it's it's got to do this real quick, yeah, right? One, two. No, it's not German work. engineering. Five, but. Ten seconds later. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> yeah, it, like even our Honda Odyssey, the oil filter's right on 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 top of the subframe, and when you. When you loosen it, the oil goes like ten different directions. So, anyways, this is a cool little tool. If you if you don't have it, you might want to add it to your toolbox. Awesome. Now, Manny, you had actually a fulsome car weekend, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. On, Sat- on Sunday, actually, uh, was Saturday. Uh, we all, except for Damon, he got lucky. He didn't have to. Um, we had to come in here and present to the executive committee. It was in. Oh, right. We have quarterly meetings. Right. Um, I wish I could tell you they're fun having been on the other side, uh, but these uh, who are all volunteers, they all um, give up a weekend. When I say give up, it's really you're sitting in a conference room. It doesn't matter if you're in Las Vegas or Monaco. You are in a conference room the whole from 8 o'clock to 6 o'clock and uh, just discussing topics, uh, listening to presentations, uh, participating in remote calls. It's um, it's it's a lot of work. It's Hopefully uh, they have fun. I know when I was president, we had, we still had fun in the meetings, uh, but a lot of the office uh, people had to make presentations for uh, 
for 2023 what we're planning to do and uh if we have budget requests so luckily i, I was here from uh i got i got really screwed i thought i was being uh smart and i said to laura you know our office manager i said hey uh just schedule me for the last one on the presentations because i'll shoot up the cards and coffee hang out there till like 10 30 then shoot down here and i'll be in time for my 11 30 spot and then uh we did one mile review and i was talking to scott and uh scott says Oh, you know, Cards and Coffee's canceled this week. Oh, it was? Yeah, they're doing an Alzheimer's <laughs> walk. Oh. Which in oh, itself, okay. I had a lot of jokes from that. Please, please, be, please do not be inappropriate at this time. <laughs> just one? No, just yeah, this time. <laughs> so not that I'm looking for sympathy, but this was the first time ever that I've missed an EC, an EC meeting because um, there's only so many weekends uh, that we can choose from. And this was one where most of EC um, could come to HQ for the meeting. So uh, thankfully, I figured that we were probably going to be out late at night. So that means we're probably not doing anything in the morning. So the meet, three hour, uh, the, yeah, I have a three hour, you know, kind of buffer. So eight o'clock meeting here means 5 a.m. start in Vegas. That means I can probably go easily into noon before I have to sign off. So yes, that's true. But the little bit that I forgot was the fact that I too would be out <laughs> the evening before. <laughs> so the first, uh, for Saturday, it wasn't so bad because I was only up until like, two o'clock or so and then i had the 5 a.m uh uh teams call uh but the uh the sunday one was a tough one because we went out not not so bad only i got three hours of sleep yeah that was (laughs) enough i don't know how you do it boo so so saturday night we literally (laughs) came through the door at 4 a.m oh boy and uh i just kind of leaned back in the chair for like 45 minutes and then i got ready for my meeting at five (laughs) <laughs> and, and we went a five and a half hours both days at least wow yeah i was here from 9 30 to uh i think i left at uh around one o'clock when all was said and done uh, but i went into meeting the whole time i just uh, i think mine was about an hour maybe long um but yeah you were kind of quiet i was wondering uh no i mean there's a lot going on it's different when you're remote and you know remote can work but the interaction in, in person is always much better. But honestly, it what kept me awake is we've got a lot of exciting stuff, not only to report from this year in terms of growth and all the programs that we put on, but um, you know, next year is going to, and we've said this before on the show, uh, next year is just going to be an amazing year with all yeah. sorts of stuff going on. And yeah. that's that's what kept me awake, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I put my wish list for Sport and capturing content uh but they were pretty uh, excited about that. So anyway, that was uh, Saturday was not a car thing for me. But Sunday uh, was our uh, my region, Chesapeake region, uh, does this event. Um, it used to be three days, and they've compacted it down to one day called the Chesapeake Challenge. And it's, that, that was pretty recent then because I think when I did it like two, three years ago, it was still a two- or three-day thing. Uh, it's been it? about almost ten years. Ten years? Yeah, Is that the longest was I running? doing for? Uh, I believe it's the longest running, yeah. Longest running event. We had event like two NPC. years where they had to cancel it. Uh, COVID? But, um, no, uh, laziness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope yeah, it wasn't there, recent. The president didn't want to do it in the yeah. there, There's <laughs> the car show one day and then the rally another than an, any cross. No, you're probably something. thinking of something. Uh, so they used to do a, a, a welcome uh, party Friday night. Then Saturday was the concourse. Sunday was a rally. Then, excuse me, Saturday was the Concord rally. Then Sunday was the autocross. And then there was a victory lunch oh, wow. afterwards. 
So I did that like three years ago. I'm pretty sure. Three days? They haven't done the autocross in a while. Cam Ingram? Well, I have pictures. I have proof. No, you may have autocross, but it wasn't part of Chesapeake Challenge. They were going no, back. Actually, they were going actually, backwards. You know what? You're right. You're they were right. going no, you're backwards. Right. You're right. It was a. We did do. He's right. Oh it's yeah. A better memory than us. Oh. So, so when he said Cam Ingram. We did a. Yeah. It wasn't an autocross. It was Jim Connor. Oh, Jim, Jim Connor. Yeah, because you're we going backwards. Yeah, yeah. We had like an egg or something. Or yeah. Oh yeah, that's a, ball How would you even think that's an autocross? That's a. Jim I didn't Conner. know what to call. I call it an any cross, and any that's cross. not really no, that's an not any cross either. Use much Jim Connor vocabulary. There we go. You're right. We had we had Cam Ingram as a guest. And they did do it because I was, you know, we, had, we were telling the new people who run the region how it used to be done. And, you know, yeah. It used to be a three-day event. So that was a pretty uh, recent so, change. So, right? so, yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I totally there aren't that many that. Gymkhanas anymore. No, yeah. no. I remember doing a Gymkhana. I think it was Central New York region. And some of the stuff that we did was probably eh, not the safest. I mean, it's all low speed. But like you said, put an egg. Driving like blindfold and yeah, you know, stuff that's some... on the screen is not the Chesapeake Challenge. That's uh, one more review. Oh, okay. Stuff. Yep. Um, but the, anyway, so uh, yeah, we did the Chesapeake Challenge, and uh, we uh, it's about forty five minutes from the house, so we went down. We uh, we caravan down with um, a fairly new member, mm. one of my daughter's employees. Oh, uh, the Nathan, guy that got the boxer. Yeah, he just yeah. bought oh, a nice. uh, few months ago. Bought a boxer autocross with it, and wanted to do this and. You know, just like any new member, he doesn't really know anybody yet. And, yeah. Uh, and being 23, he's the youngest. That's so, awesome. Um, I, I was originally going to do the rally uh, with my wife, and then Bob Gutyar was solo. So he said, you want to do the rally again? We're defending champions. So I'm like, uh, I asked my wife, I said, how much do you want to do the rally? And she said, well, actually, she said, Nathan wants to do it. Why don't I do it with him and you do it with Bob? So. Perfect. Wow, you oh, got to nice. pass because literally you were ditching your wife. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she knows the way we rally. She's very competitive, and she gets mad because I, I tend to uh, uh, suffer from ADD and rally, so I'm not paying attention for for, for clues and whatnot. I'm she the gets worst mad. at rallies. So, so Bob's doing all the work. Pretty much, yeah. 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 <laughs> Although this rally was much much nicer, but so it didn't rain too much. In the, it rained a little bit in the morning, it's spitting enough to like uh, everybody who took it seriously. Uh, in fact, there's a picture on the screen right now. It looks like Steve Wood in his uh, red uh, turbo is having a uh, picnic. Pic- no yard sale. <laughs> a yard sale. I told him I was going to put tags for pricing on his. I picked. I picked up his air pump and asked his wife, "Hey, Joan, how much you want for the air pump?" <laughs> nice. But the, he takes it very seriously, and uh, he ended up winning best in show. So that was my competition in my class. Was uh, <laughs> was Steve and his beautiful '91 uh, turbo? That's just totally. You might as well pack up. If immaculate, you know he's show top up. and bottom. He's oh, had yeah. the whole bottom uh, dry ice. Yeah, and the car is just museum quality. Yeah, he was telling me about that. They've uh, owned it for quite a long time yeah. now, I think, and they got it when they when it was good to get those cars. When I found out that when I first met him, I saw Powerhouse, and I, there was, used to be a, a tuning shop in Jersey. Mm-hmm called that and yeah. i figured that he had the car done there and that's oh it's not he, that he just called it that was a nickname for the car <laughs> powerhouse oh. yeah he said a I lot of it people was modified by powerhouse that's what everybody thinks he says oh. they come. and all this time i thought it was just modified by powerhouse evidently they're not in business anymore he said um, is it so is it stock no it's been modified okay oh, <laughs> <laughs> just, not, just not by <laughs> chesapeake it, stock, it's stock right? <laughs> uh, but it's a beautiful example uh, yeah. yeah i mean well St- steve is so fastidious with his cards mm-hmm. even his trailer everything is just uh so detailed and uh um so i knew there was no first place in, in that class um and terrell just bought terrell and laurie just bought a 89 targa oh 
So they took second, and luckily uh, I took third out of three cars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have the last bit of information. Should have kept but we, uh, we did, uh, they did for the first time uh, works classes after works reunion. And um, it seemed like the entrance who did it and the judges liked it. We got to hear uh, the stories, and the stories made a big difference mm-hmm. because uh, the first class we judged, I would not have picked the winning car um, just from looking at it because uh, it was a tough class, but the story. So basically, the long short of it is that the, uh, the owner um, bought the car in 04. It was a 97, I think, or 98 uh, C4 S and uh, 993 with the Aero Kit. Oh, nice. Aero kit, yeah. And uh, he bought it, sold it in 04. I'm probably getting the story wrong with the dates. But he sells it once, then he starts looking for it again. He's keeping track of it or where it is and who owns it. Uh, but in between, he has an, uh, uh, I think it was a bike accident. I'm not sure if it was motorcycle or bicycle. Oh. But leaves him partially paralyzed. Oh, yikes. And uh, basically, he said the doctors told him uh, the prognosis was not good for him ever to walk again or whatnot. He's still looking at this car. He buys it while he's still in a wheelchair. Buys it back. What? Sees it goes for sale. Buys it back. Motivation. And this is a stick shift car. It's not like yeah. a Tiptronic. Oh, yeah, that's motivation. Right yeah, there. and um, he gets. He said uh, the, when it, when it arrived, he went up to the car in his wheelchair, got out, climbed in, and it took him like forever. But he drove it around the block, and he said when he brought it back, his uh, his wife refused to believe that he actually drove it, but he did. And uh, wow. he still had limited use of his hands and whatnot. But we were like the th- four judges that were there. We were just in total awe listening yeah. to this story. We're like, wow, yeah. this really changed the whole perspective of ownership and the car. Sure. And uh, so that was it. So when we, yeah, so we, did so did he recover? He's able to drive it like normal now. He's, well, he's, he's he still had limited use of his hands, but he drives it. I mean, he drove it there. Really? Um, yeah, he's. I mean, wow. God bless. I mean, that's a, so true inspirational. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and I believe he's a podiatrist, so he's also a doctor. Oh wow! And, and it's uh, it's really fascinating. Um, mm, uh, good so, for him. So we had two teams of worst judges, and when I uh, David Ducart was the head of the other judging team, and we we were comparing notes. To see who would have won best in show and, and works, and when I told him about, it, he knew the he knew the owner, and because uh, his you know Dave's wife is, is a doctor as well. And anyway, as soon as I said his name, he's like, nope, there's no. I've heard that story. He's like, this, he deserves to win. So that was a uh, great story. But I think everyone, all the owners, like telling about how they got their car, and everyone has a story. Sure. So it was uh, pretty fascinating. Then we had lunch there. And then we did the rally. And so the rally was done by Aniana, who usually does our touring, our tours. <clears throat> and, uh, and Bob, or my, my navigator, it can be very critical of rallies because, uh, well, that's Bob. <laughs> that's just Bob. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, this rally I thought was really cool. It was, um, had, so it, you had six de- destinations you had to get to. And it was a, uh, Kind of, it was a gimmick rally. So when you got there, you had to answer some questions. And and I'll tell you what, we had to take some selfies, but I'll tell Robert not to show the pictures yet. Uh, and so we had to send uh, every, our the driver had to take a selfie in front of the uh, sign of the destination. <clears throat> and you weren't told what order you had to go in, but the person with the lowest mileage got bonus points. Mm. Not the quickest, but the lowest mileage. Lowest mileage. <clears throat> so. Um, you got these, and I'm not from around there. Bob's not really from around there, so we we they see they, they told us as soon as you start to rally, 
um, when you get into the main road, it's probably best to pull over and take a look at where all these six destinations are and try to figure out how you can go. And by the way, you got to get done in t- exactly two hours. Mm. Anything <laughs> over, you start every minute over, you start to lose like a point. What about if you come in early? Same thing. Really? You come in too early, you lose a point. Oh wow! And so we uh, <clears throat> we we went. We um, I let Bob do it because I figured it's going to take us a half hour arguing to see which direction we should go. So I'll let well, him isn't make... he like in military logistics deployment or something? Yes. And if anybody hears uh, uh, military intelligence, will start laughing. And, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> evidently, there's an inside joke about that. I was not in the military, but it's always a, a joke. Uh, but Bob, uh, God bless him, he was really – and he asked me, he looks at me, he goes, did you bring a map with you? And I looked at him, I go, why the hell would I carry a paper mat? Do they map? still make maps? Who, the hell, who uses paper maps? <laughs> <laughs> my dad does i can tell you that i'm like that was like the time he asked me uh did you bring an extra 914 target top with you because what? it was about the rain and he left his at home <laughs> and oh, i'm like man. why would i bring an extra target <laughs> extra. top in my car <laughs> um, anyways uh, so i did not have a paper map so he's trying to look on his phone and he picked the route and off we went took the uh took us about 20 minutes and the long and short of it is uh we were like uh twin we came out 20 minutes late Oh, late. we thought we were like butt last. Oh, uh, well, we took our selfies. I'm not a selfie person. Um, if you look at my social media, there's no selfies of me. Um, so that was me. Take, <laughs> oh, gosh. That was the first one I had to take. Oh, that's, that's the, actually Nathan that's behind Nathan, me. The young, yeah. yeah, that's me uh, sending it to the. Oh, there you yeah. go. So that's how we, <coughs> we had to find these signs. Yeah. Um, got to see some stuff I've never seen before. That was a dealer. That was pretty that's cool. A dealer. So yep. that's Porsche of Annapolis. And Brett let us all in. He brought people in just to welcome us, and the region didn't realize he was going to do this. So, oh, cool. Yeah, we came in. He came out, and he was like, if you guys want to use the bathroom, there's snacks. And nice. I was like, so we, we lost like 15 minutes talking to Brett. He had actually had a Turbo GT they were going to deliver a Cayenne oh, wow. inside. Brett's a great guy. Um, so there were six spots. There's Bob. Uh, I forgot what he was looking for. On, on the, uh, <laughs> he looked so intense. <laughs> oh, he was intense. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're taking selfies. Yeah, so uh, that's hilarious. So I'm sending the, these selfies to Aniano because he said, send them and put underneath of it, put your name. <laughs> so I put on there, Manny Alvin, in front of Blue Star Memorial, Manny Alvin, that this. I'm laughing because I know this part, but <laughs> so, Boo Boo doesn't. <laughs> so I, I, I we, we get to the, uh, we finish the rally, we hand it in. At this point, we're inside the banquet room. You know, having hors d'oeuvres, and he comes over to me. Goes, "Did you send me photos?" <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, yeah." I said, "Because some of the places we were at had no cell reception." And I said, "Uh, but no." I said, "I looked; they all went through." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "What number did you send it to?" And because he said his number, but it was it was a lot of people joking, everything in a driver's meeting. Oh, it wasn't printed. Tell me you didn't. Send no, it, it wasn't to printed. Him. So I I show him the phone number. He's like, "That's not my phone number." So some random person has so some random selfies? person has my selfies in oh, their position. Has your name and your selfies. Luckily, right? I'm wearing I'm wearing clothes. I'm not uh, anything compromising. Um, but I'm probably thinking this old guy is on tour using a phone for the first time. <laughs> That's hilarious. So uh, oh I had to reset God. and Bob was freaking out because he thought we got disqualified. Uh, and in the end, to Bob's credit, because I was blaming him because when we were 20 minutes late, I said he picked the wrong route. Yeah. And uh, we actually kind of came in second. Oh, wow. So had you not been delayed at Brett's, would you have come in first? We probably would have come in first. But oh. as we told the region president, we said, did you 
did you get the chance to chat with uh, one of your sponsors? And he was like, no, we never went inside. Oh. Like, well, <laughs> you know, coming from the background of, you know, you always talk to sponsors sure, and sure. advertisers. Absolutely. I said, you know, when he wanted us to come in, I wasn't going to say, no, we're com- we got to win this rally. I'm sure we- that was a trap of some sort yeah. that they, well, they set in so, advance. So, uh, you know, he, like I said, he had <laughs> drinks and snacks. And so, of course, Bob, he comes back with like a... Sp- he like raided the entire uh, Oreo cookie. They had six packs of Oreo cookie, and I, he's like, "He goes, I'm bringing some snacks." I go, "Well, you're not gonna eat in my car." <laughs> he's like, "What?" And I'm like, and "The girl, the sales sales lady, there's laughing." And I'm like, "There's no way you're gonna eat these Oreo cookies." I said, "The next stop, you can eat it out, but you're not gonna come back in with any crumbs." Oh my god! And he was shocked that I was uh, not gonna let him eat Oreo cookies in a nine six four. That's hilarious. So in the end, we went second. Uh, Bob, uh, we had a tech quiz, which was uh, done by Randy Richter and Jim Robeck. I think Randy did most of it. It was about four doors. And oh, my God, it was so hard. Uh, They're going to print it in a newsletter, but wow. Wait, tech quiz, you're our tech director. I know, the pressure. Uh, Yeah, how did you perform? Uh, I won. Oh, thank you. I won with a uh, 42%. (laughs) <laughs> you, you had to could have stopped right and you won forty two percent. It was uh, it was very hard. I didn't. I really didn't think I was going to win. It was. Uh, so what some, were the kinds of questions? Uh, that, it was a, you know, it's a ton of questions where they're multiple choice, but the multiple choice are very close to each other. They all seem right. So it was like how many <laughs> yeah. variations of the Panamera was there in such and such year? Twenty, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. Oh, oh yeah. That's right? not so you're like, there's more than that. I believe. Like right now, there's got to be more than twenty. See, I, who knows? So you right? would have gotten it wrong too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like that's like the parade historical tech quiz. Yeah. I mean, we all are around this stuff, and we think we know stuff. But when you take those quizzes, man, I feel well, so parade was easier because that does have general. And that's, oh, yeah. the general yeah. at least makes people feel good because a lot of them are who is I'm president not of PCA. softball, yeah, <laughs> softball questions, but they're uh, stuff that people should know if they right. watch a couple of Porsche videos. But these model specific went with the four door. I think Randy was trying to make us all feel really stupid, which he succeeded. <laughs> because, uh, Evil genius. They had one that uh, was uh, basically dead last. It was called uh, uh, Potential for Most Improvement. And I think that person had 12, right? Mm hmm. At, and I had 21 right, so oh, that's, not, wow. that's not that big of a spread. No, no it was uh, it was a lot of pressure because I said, uh, if, if we can't publish the results if I don't win this. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, it was a fun time at the uh, at the challenge. Nice. How about you, Damon? Did you autocross um, again? I autocrossed and with who? Yeah, uh, Chesapeake region. So it was their last. Oh yeah, last yeah their of the last season. one. Yeah, so we had. Um, I don't know exactly how many drivers, but um, a good amount for for Chesapeake Autocross. Uh, a lot of fast people there, um, and it was sunny. It was a little cold in the morning, um, which for some people maybe not a ton of traction off the line. But um, if you were on Yokohama's, you didn't have too much of an issue with that. Oh boy! Yeah, Are you so, autocrossing this weekend? Yep, I'll be going to Potomac, so that'll finish out their season as well. Um, yeah, Chesapeake. Um, I got to instruct as well. I've so I've never been an instructor, and this year I was asked to be an instructor. So for the past couple autocrosses, I've I've done a little bit of that. And uh, for this one, um, there was a guy named Chris who brought his Mazda CX five. Oh, I saw that to the autocross. I saw that. So and I heard he wasn't the slowest. Uh, you know, I wasn't looking at the times um, by that point of the day, uh, except for the people who were, you know, in my class or close to me. But he was getting, I, I think, 
um, within 10 seconds, I think less than 10 seconds, you know, to the some of the top group groups mm-hmm. of people, which in an SUV for his very first autocross is really impressive. Is it CX-5 or CX-9? Uh, CX-5. So, so like the smaller. SUV. A little bit smaller. Yeah. So he has a CX-7, which is bigger, but he didn't bring that. But he um, had always wanted to autocross, had wanted to get a car mm-hmm. that he felt was appropriate for autocross. And then he just Never thought to did. himself, you know what? I'm just going to go do it. Good for him. So he brought brought it out and, and every run he improved. And it was uh, it was pretty fun, you know, yeah. to, to instruct somebody. I would say it's, you, if you autocross in an SUV, it's like a win-win. Yeah. If you're slow, hey, I'm in an SUV. But if you're faster exactly. than anyone, you're like, hey, I'm yeah. in an SUV. It's sort of like you. a diesel golf. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's always good. It's always good. To, I always uh, look at the uh, results every run with my students yeah. mm-hmm. to show them how what we are working on mm-hmm. improved their time. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Doing yeah. this, doing this, uh, cut off five or six seconds, and I found that it's a great motivator because mm-hmm. they start to trust the instructor and believe what he's that they're saying, and they see their improvement, even if they're dead last they see how much they're cutting off time wise and they get they get to experience you know pushing their vehicle a little bit further you know to the edge and seeing how it understeers or oversteers and really using the brake so yeah good for them yeah it was a lot of fun so yeah it was nice to finish that that part of the autocross season off and then potomac next weekend and then uh the car goes in wouldn't say for hibernation, but um, if you were listening to the last autocross, I have an oil change and a crank seal to replace. So it'll be down probably for a little bit. I missed the Chesapeake autocross because I was uh, presenting to EC. But uh, you guys definitely got the better weather. Yeah, it was beautiful. A little cold, but it warmed up to like <clears throat> 70 degrees. Yeah, I Ken think. Wilmer sent some photos. I didn't see mm-hmm. if uh, Robert was showing them or not. But uh, yep. yeah, he was out there. Getting back into photography, and Ken's our membership chair for Chesapeake. He's a funny guy. I like Ken. Yep. yep. All right. Let's talk about. Uh, we haven't we haven't shown our Mart Fresh picks uh, or talked about them on. Uh, I, this wasn't for sale yet when I started writing. I write mine a little on Mondays usually. All right. So let's talk about what did. Uh, uh, so that Rob was picked? Rob's car. Rob picked. picked. Uh, yeah. Two thousand nine Carrera S. This so. is like a, a putting a, a easy bait in front of Rob. Is yeah, a, I could pick out what cars he's going to pick. Yeah, and he loves nine nine sevens. Yeah, yep. And it's got like sort of like R stripes on it, right? Yeah, yeah. It looks like a an R sort of car. Um, yeah, it looks like light mods. And you picked a Manny. You picked a nine nine six, a very special color. Yeah, and ironically, uh, to just be challenged, we were talking to someone about. Uh, he was asking us about the, what kind of car he should buy, and he he was talking about the Millennium. Mm-hmm. Bob was pushing the Millennium, and then when I saw one, I thought, uh, and here's a good way to get into, if you want a, a 911 that just is a little bit more special than a regular 911, then you look for special edition models. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Millennium, uh, of course, was a 2000 model, but what was unique about it was the uh Violet chrome flare, chroma, chroma flare, flare, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. which changes from like green to, I guess, uh, green and purple, purple, and a little bit of gold, yeah, depending, depending on how on you're light. looking at it, the sunlight. Yeah, and I looked on uh, Rainbow, which is our um, our color uh, website, uh, uh, Rainbow.org, right, David? Yep, yep, yeah. Rainbow.org. And, uh, it, that uh, has it at five pink ants, which is the rarest of the rare. Mm-hmm. So that's um, yep. uh, if you want also co- a color that. Uh, is going to stand out at a Cars and Coffee or 
any event. I, I put in my little um, write-up for Mark Fresh that uh, you better get used to t- telling people what color it is because yeah. you're going to be asked that question a lot. Is, uh, you know, well, not only is it. the color on that car handsome on the outside, but the unique tan color that's yeah, on the that inside. Like natural brown interior. Yeah, it's like a darker caramel color. Caramel color. Yeah. So it's a um, yeah, it's a car that I wouldn't say it's been been ignored, but it's a very affordable uh, way to get into a special 911 uh, with the 996. And it's definitely a sharp looking car. Um, yeah, it looks nothing like that color if you're you look at it from another angle or, no, or a yeah, different yeah. light. So it looks dark now if you're you're watching on YouTube. But if I remember correctly, seeing Bob's at a previous parade and, and Bob's son, I believe, has one. Well, as they well. have. The, well, they have a they have a 40th anniversary. anniversary. Fourth, oh, yeah. it's not a millennium. Yeah, it's not. Okay, millennium. never mind. God help you if you make that mistake in front of them. Oh boy, I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you dare me? <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll take one for the team. Well, God, it's a great millennium, Bob. Now, Damon, you picked a pretty loud-looking uh, car. Yeah, I've I've always loved um, the 924, 944, 968 family of uh, the front-engine four-cylinder cars. I owned a 944 S2 at one point, and I loved it. You know, the three-liter uh, inline-four, huge engine for a four-cylinder. Um, it used to be the, um, and might still hold the record for, for biggest naturally aspirated four-cylinder production engine in a production car i think so yeah i i don't think anyone's tried to go for three liters in a production car uh since the 90s um but what the 968 adds is vario cam which is you know for those who aren't familiar just think of it of it as porsche's vtech but before honda had vtech mm-hmm, i believe mm-hmm. so porsche was also the first to do the the, the cam timing thing so 236 horsepower Super quick car, six-speed manual, um, limited slip differential. And then if you go for the club sport version, you're getting lighter weight. Um, they take some of, as we found out in a one-mile review, some of the electronic switches, like for the rear hatch. They replace it with a, with a cable. So they're doing some lightning uh, or light weighting of this car, um, and they give it the, the sportier suspension. And it can now be imported to the U.S. because mm. it falls within the 25-year rule. So mm-hmm. we're starting to see more of these on on the side of the pond and um this one guards red red wheels and it's a driver it has i believe 168,000 miles on it already yeah. so it's you know don't feel bad about driving it you know would you do what what uh, the uk did and put the club sport on the side um why not i, I think i would yeah uh, well uh, just having a 968 at events is is usually rare yeah. Yeah. just because there wasn't that many made in the u.s but a club sport is even more rare. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Porsche does things so subtle sometimes, mm-hmm. a little sometimes too subtle for me. Yeah. And I really like the club sport um, the script. script. Yeah. yeah. It's and, the red wheels that give it away here, but yeah. I'm sure not everybody has kept their red wheels or maybe or, or someone with a red nine six regular nine sixty eight just mm-hmm. put red wheels to give it that club yeah, sport exactly. look. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. when we were at the Audrey and we saw a club sport with like silver wheels and yeah. It doesn't jump out at you. I mean, the uh, Cub Sport that we did the one-mile review with the uh, speed yellow uh, exterior also had mm-hmm. the speed yellow wheels. Like, having the color match wheels mm-hmm. is definitely the way to yeah. go, especially if it's a Club Sport. And yeah. I, too, would do the Club Sport script. Yeah, because it, it looks good. You know, script, it's, it's to more, me, script doesn't it. always work, but that does work. But also knowing me, 
Um, when I buy a car, it usually stays looking the exact same, except for maybe lowering it. See, I still have the wind or the uh, the the hood chips in my car. I haven't replaced the little yeah, and you all the dirt that you collect all while driving dirt, it, you keep it all. It's all you still never there. Wash it. Hey, original. <laughs> <laughs> so I chose a nine six eight as well too, but I think mine was a phenomenal buy. I was about to choose that. That that car uh, was a black on black cab, which you know not everybody wants a cab, but for seventeen or mm-hmm. seventeen eight or something like oh, that's that. That's a smoking deal. It's a smoking yeah. deal. It's yeah. got a repaint, but it's like only a two year old repaint. It's a manual because most mm-hmm. of the 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 cabriolets, nine, especially nine six eight that you see that are for sale, are typically Tiptronic. So here you are in uh, you know the best iteration manual drop top for a beautiful fall day for under eighteen thousand dollars. I yeah. thought that was a smoking deal. Yeah, 968s don't come much cheaper than that if they're in good working order nowadays. But riddle me this one. The yeah. wheels that are on that 968, I don't think those are original 968 wheels. No, they look like... Uh, Boxster wheels, maybe? That's what my first thought was Boxster. Yeah, they don't look like... Unless it was an option, but no. the 968 looked nope. like the uh, the cups only. They should little, be cup ones, right? different than the cups. cup twos. Are they cup, cup ones? Twos. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It would have been cup twos or yeah. cup ones? Well, they had the... So they had like a... And I can't remember the exact name of them, but they were 16 inch and they looked like cups, yeah. but the spokes were a little thinner and uh, they were easy okay. to spot because they were thinner that they weren't 17 yeah. inch. I mean, these yeah. these don't look bad. I just noticed that they didn't look stock. That's all. Yeah. But yeah, what a cool car for 18 grand. Yeah. All right, so you guys, uh, while I was away, I think you recorded some one-mile reviews, right? Yeah, it was uh, uh, perfect uh, day weather-wise, and we got, um, I finally got my 914, my 73 914. Oh, yes. Which luckily, uh, Damon drove that before he drove uh, the Turbo S, the 991. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm sure he would have called it a really slow turd. um, so, so how did you like so, the so transmission? I, I put a, on my on my Instagram. I put that these three combined cars have a have a combined eleven hundred and nineteen horsepower. <laughs> and yours only <laughs> yours is a rounding error. Ninety five <laughs> is mine. So, Damon, you drove it. What did you think of the transmission? Um, so I've driven two nine fourteens, and that's Manny's. And then I drove. Uh, oh, Rob's blue. Rob had his blue one, which yeah. was a seventy. I always, it's a 74. 1.8. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and it was the 1.8, which that was the, the weakest engine with 76 horsepower. Uh, Manny's has 95 horsepower and 116 pound-feet of torque. Um, same transmission, but it was actually pretty tell. I've, I've always heard that. So you, let me back up a little bit. I'm getting a little jumbled here. So Man, the first he's really 914. setting this up. So the 914s, uh, the originals had the 901, mm-hmm. which was a tail, tail shifting right. transmission. And then to improve shift feel, um, that same 901 transmission received something called a side shifter side shift. in yep. 73. Yep. Yep. So Rob's had the side shifter. So does Manny's. Um, Rob's felt it was probably the worst transmission or at least gear shift that I've ever felt. You, it was, Let's hope the owner of that car is not listening. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure it's just like he's bushings or yeah. something, you know, yeah. something simple. Um, but it, it's, it, it was more like, you just kind of move the gear shift lever and hope it's going it to the right game. gear. Yeah. And there's, I don't think there was a spring action. You get into Manny's car and it was actually super easy to find all the gears. I did go from, what was it? So it's a dog leg. So one, two, three, 
I went from third to fifth instead of second on a downshift. Okay, as long as you didn't so, go from. So I was kind of like, but 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 the the gate shifting gates felt really good compared yeah. to Rob Scar. So totally different experience. It, a lot more power. You need the two liter. If you have the right bushings and yeah. stuff that and a well sorted transmission, it's it's not yep. a modern transmission, but it's mm-hmm. it's definitely so, so mine has reasonable a uh, drive. real seventy thousand miles. The car mm-hmm. the car was a show car from new. It was. I'm the third owner. I've owned, owned it for twenty, almost twenty eight years. Um, I put about. I bought it at thirty four thousand miles. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a. Uh, I told Damon. I said this is this is the one that my last Porsche I'll ever sell, and everyone knows that uh, because it's the original paint, original interior. It just has never been restored. Yeah, it looks stunning. Yeah, and it's uh, just been maintained. And uh, you gotta let me fix those paint tips for you. You wear the. It's, it's. I filled them in with. You uh, did. Yeah, well, Pete Tremper gave me uh, some paint before he left Dupont. Oh, okay. To match the. Uh, yeah. But you know, it, it is. It's a true seventy thousand miles, and like I said, it's original uh, paint. So you know, you're driving it. You're going back in a time machine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when I drove it down to work that morning in rush hour traffic, uh, it was it was a little bit stressful because people don't see you. Right. Right. And you're always in people's mirrors, and, and there was uh, traffic that day, if I remember. And I felt like yelling so. out. You, you got a freaking light in your mirror telling you there's a car next to you. What yeah. makes you want to pull over in my space? Yeah. And but, you don't have a third brake light in that car. No, no. Yeah, and the brakes low. are uh, low because of back then that's how the, the lights were. They weren't high up. Um, so uh, it was a lot of looking in my mirrors to make sure that people were slowing down. They saw me. Uh, and it's, it's becomes more stressful driving a car like that because it's never been paint, repainted. It's mm. original paint. Yeah. So if it gets hit or something, that originality disappears yeah. you know what i did on my car that you might want to consider doing so in my eighty 80- minute apart not driving it for 20 years oh, 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 it hasn't oh. been 20 years yet just for that i'm not going to share with you my tip and hope that you get rear-ended no just kidding so, led lights no the flashing lights yes but yes. I, I think that might anger some people good then they know you're there <laughs> great yeah no absolutely 95 horsepower you can't give someone the bird and take no off. no 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 it definitely works it definitely works because people stay away so what I'm talking about is you can buy these replacement uh, for your for your uh, brake light bulbs. Any I think 1156 or 1157, whatever your bulb type is, you can get an LED version of that that also flashes upon initial yeah. uh, trigger, right? So so you step on the brakes, it flashes three times, and then it goes solid like well, a regular brake light. Strobe, it's really they like strobe, quick, but yeah. they're but they're really bright. It gets your really attention. Strobe. They yeah. definitely get because your attention because not many people have it. So when you yeah. see it. You're yeah. trying to figure out what the heck's going is, on. Is, is it, are his brake lights broken? And then you realize you realize that's yeah. that's telling you that he's yeah. breaking. And um, yeah, because you know such an original car, you don't want to put a hokey third brake light in and stuff like that. But. Usually the 914, it's uh, it gets a lot of thumbs up on the highway. I'm sure they're looking at an old guy and thinking that he bought this originally. I was eight years old when the, or seven years old when this car was was uh, was built or made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't elicit any type of a jealousy or. Yeah. And since you put gas, you have to lift up the front hood to put gas in because the, the tank's there. Every time I go to a gas station, I got people to come over. Is everything and, okay? Yeah, wondering why I'm dumping <laughs> yeah. gas into what they think's my engine. Yeah. And uh, I remember one guy came over. He says, "I don't know what kind of car this is, but it has to be cool. You got to lift up the hood <laughs> to put gas up." Well, this car was definitely the inspiration for my car. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. got one, but like, so we got to drive. Uh, so Scott brought his uh, equally rare 05 Turbo S mm. 996, mm-hmm. and uh, Jim brought his um, 
2015 was it? Uh, 2018. 2018. 911 Turbo S. So I, let da- I let Damon drive that. Um, yeah. Because. Uh, I was thinking that I, I know it's not a comparison, but I'm thinking, well, man, he's driving the 05 Turbo S. Let's put him in I've the other one. one of these already. And, yeah. And he had driven. He had driven the 914, but I wanted him to drive yeah. the uh, Turbo S, so he took it out, and it's. Uh, well, yeah. I mean. There's nothing wrong with this car. You can't find faults. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fairly new to the owner. Within, I, I want to say, roughly a year or so. And um, so, yeah, Jim, the owner, he it's a Cabriolet, it's a Turbo S, tons of power. And I had driven a at Barber. We drove a Turbo S like it, but it, but it was a coupe. Yeah, oh, and, man. Um, you feel like the, Superman driving that. Yeah, thing. no, it's super quick. And and I'm a coupe person. I love. I mean, I like cabriolets and convertibles to an extent but i don't usually see myself owning one unless maybe that's how the car came like a boxster i'm yeah, yeah. you know or a miata they're that's how you get them but driving that um 2018 turbo s it's the sounds you hear mm-hmm. the turbo noises it's a totally different experience mm-hmm. compared to driving a coupe turbo s so the 680 horsepower uh this one is 580 yeah yeah but that's just i mean yeah why would you ever want to chip that? It's just it, it, but I would Scott's yeah. 444 on his uh, oh, yeah. Turbo S. Yeah. You know, I'm like, um, have you gotten to the point where you can't, you feel like you need more power? 300 to 400 for the street is the perfect. perfect Go to an autocross with, with your really fast car, and when you don't win, that's your answer of whether you. Uh, 300 to 400 horsepower. So I remember on the track with my 964 race car, I would be it was 247 horsepower, and I'm like, I'm so scaring myself. Yeah, uh, I can't imagine um, seven, eight hundred horsepower. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, on the Audubon, I can. Yeah, on the Audubon, yeah. You when you're can. hitting 180, 190, you need all that uh, horsepower. But um, it, it's a uh, unfortunately the the roads we use and the limited time we have for a one mile review doesn't do justice to what these cars can really do. Yeah. So Scott was kept on asking me when I drove his nine nine six Turbo S. Were you able to really uh, get the boost to come on? I said, no. I said, but, you know, I know what this car can do. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, I got the boost to come pretty, on. Pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, you can't take it up to all the... Yeah, uh, you can't take the boost all the way to... It was a quick squirt. It was, yeah, it was, it was pretty much the full throttle brakes. Yeah, yeah that, you that's know, what I did, too, but it's not where... Uh, yeah. And I think that's where sometimes <laughs> the fun factor, you know, cars with that kind of power, their fun factor, you know, is not, for me... On the high scale, because you can't enjoy the car uh, on on public roads. At nine fourteen, you can be flat out. If you yeah. were if you were to be able to map your uh, your course and see how often you're flat out, the nine fourteen, you're more flat out than you can imagine. Where the, mm-hmm. these cars here, it's rare that you're going to be flat out. It's just the power comes on so quickly, yeah. and before you know it, you are in uh, in a lot of trouble with the law. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we bring Jim in, let's get into. I think we've got a a, a bit of news to share from. Uh, from the headlines, uh, do you want to? Uh, I'm sure Jim's pacing back and forth. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he can, he can come in and then come on in, Jim. He, come on in, Jim. We're still got. We're getting <laughs> in. See, he was. <laughs> I knew he was right by the door. I'm like it's 11:16. I feel yeah, like I feel like a doctor. Yeah, it's probably what yes. my doctors do when they see the patients. Just make them wait some we more. We still got a bit of news to go through, Jim. But we got time for you. He even took notes. Look at him. He's I so thought he excited. was. I asked him just does he want to stop in to give us some predictions. He made a whole PowerPoint presentation, I think, <laughs> for uh, for this. Um, so what's this Group so, C business you were talking about? You want to go into that? You want to? Yeah. Why don't we? Well, why don't we cover some? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, the uh, videos, recent videos we've done. Oh, sure. Yeah. So Boardwalk Reunion, you guys 
filmed that one at, at Boardwalk Reunion, 360 Porsches. And it was in New Jersey, Ocean City, New Jersey. Yep. For some reason, uh, we, we all looked at the video ahead of time. We uh, inspected it, and it never occurred to me to list where we were at. I yeah. guess uh, I did that in the description when yes. I realized, and I was like, well, we had is a, it Atlantic City or Ocean City? Uh, because there is Ocean yep. City, Maryland, and they have a boardwalk, too. Yep. Uh, you know, people live around here. I think know that uh, where it's at, but uh, obviously this is going worldwide and all over. The, Do you think the, people uh, know how basic our AV setup is to film this? No, this was done with Boostone. <laughs> yep, and we have with a my little wireless remote. Uh, but it turned out pretty good. I think people yeah. are pretty disappointed when they see uh, how basic our our, uh, our setup is to do this. Yeah, um, but um, we've always been uh, fond of our one take productions, and we basically walked down and saw. Yeah, in the staging area, we saw cars that we liked and we uh, remembered them. And so when we had the cars parked, we walked through and picked which cars we wanted to do. Said we'll do about 30, 45 seconds at the most on each car. And uh, yeah, it was, there were a lot of beautiful good. examples. I mean, yeah. there was everything. Under oh, the my sun. God. Yeah, we could have made a three hour video talking about. Uh, and that's not even when you start to talk to the owners and you get the stories. Mm-hmm. And the car suddenly becomes even more interesting. But this game gives you a flavor. And if you're near. Uh, 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 Ocean City, New Jersey next September, or if you're willing to drive a little bit, um, I would say register early because oh, yeah. this year it was almost sold out prior. It'll be sold out next, next year. year without a doubt. It will sell out way cars. before, yeah. and it's going to be a lot of people who wait too late and are going to be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, and this like- is something that's uh, put on, I don't think we mentioned the video, but it's put on by Zones 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Um, so a bunch of regions, you know, sort of in the yep. area. It's not a PCA national event, yep. yet it is. It kind of looks like a PCA national event. Oh, it's you big. Know, it's it's huge. huge. Tons uh, of cars. Good lap representation from, yeah. from uh, different regions and zones, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's put on by uh, you know Bob and Ellen uh, Ellen Beck, Bob Gutyar. Um, they uh, thought of the idea back with the registry, and uh, they did this basically same thing, same formula, driving the cars up on the boardwalk. The Corvettes started this originally, and that's where Bob got mm. the idea from, and uh, the Corvettes. Have I think 400 cars? And I asked him. Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, how can they get 400 cars?" And he said, "Well, they they basically park them nose to tail." Mm-hmm. And he said he mm-hmm. likes to have some room around them so people can take pictures. And I agree with him. Um, I don't think anybody said if you would have had another 40 cars, the event would have been perfect. Yeah, it was. We never even made it to the end. No, there were no. so many cars. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a great event. A one you know one day event. Just come out, hang out, uh, pray that the weather's. Uh, great like it was for, for the past three years now um and it's a uh, 40 bucks i think a car yeah well and, and anticipating that it's probably going to sell out even if you don't get in to park your car on the boards like i i actually drove up um the night before but i didn't bring my car up on the boards because i had a limited hall pass and i had to get home early but even if you came up in your car and didn't get on the boards you still could park, you know, close by and still enjoy the day looking at all these different cars. It was cool to see how many stores, you know, it's off season for the boardwalk and see how many of the stores were open and people had a great time. So uh, it, register early if you want to get on the boards. If you don't, it's still well worth it to drive up and uh, see all the cars and hang out with everyone. So we also uh, did uh, uh, release Damon's one mall review of Kermit. Kermit, yeah. Uh, John D'Angelo's yeah. and uh, honors a uh, beautiful Conda Green. Yeah, Conda Green. Yeah. That's um, one of the cars you see. If, if you're doing something on the West Coast with PCA, you've probably seen this car. 
Um, it, it really stands out. There are not many in that color. Um, Carrera four with, uh, or Carrera four Cabriolet. And he's done some, um, you could almost walk up to that and say, this could be stock. Mm. But then you realize, you know, he's done a, a few things for functionality, like I think lighting or parts of it. Well, it's got suspension. But right. yeah, the, the important part is the suspension has PSS tens, I believe. Mm. Um, and then it has turbo S and a roll bars. Um, and it feels pretty much stock, but better. you have to know that you're getting the benefit of lower center of gravity, yeah. just a better shock. And, um, it dri- drives beautifully and it drives newer than the 964 or any of the other earlier air cooled 911s. It just feels, it does actually feel like the last air cooled 911. Yeah. That's so cool. it was, it was really eye opening to drive that and, um, realize, you know, that even the air cooled 911s all the way from the beginning to the end, you know, there's something shared with even the water cooled 911s that came afterwards. Mm-hmm. So Porsche is a Porsche. It's hard to believe <laughs> that car is like, what, 26 years old. Yeah. Um, I drove it back from the uh, shooting site back to a uh, works reunion where mm-hmm. he left it. And, uh, it just amazes me that you take other marks of cars that are 26 years old mm-hmm. And uh, they don't look or, or feel like dry. They, they've yeah. fallen apart by that. This time, was very right? tight. Yeah. And yeah. It felt this uh, had like thirty something thousand miles, so really fresh. But still, you know, he drives it a lot. Mm-hmm. You see it everywhere. And it's um, well maintained. Well maintained. So, yeah. So if you're keeping up with uh, our podcast on YouTube, uh, we released uh, thirty three, uh, episode thirty three about the uh, boardwalk. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, if you're listening to this, you're already listening to episode thirty four. Yep. So. Um, I think uh, so. the The news part is supposed to be before Jim came in here. I snuck in. But we, could, we could hear him pacing back and forth. The microphone was picking, <laughs> was picking it up. Um, uh, did you see the video of the Group C reunion at Leipzig? No, it was very until cool. you sent it to me. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, to me, this is what Rensport's going to be like. Um, they brought, you know, the drivers back, reunited them back with the, the group C is the 956, 962 era. And what was neat about this was, uh, Porsche built the factory cars, the team cars first, but then they started building, t- uh, cars for customers and the customers who took it over. And this was actually a financial decision because it made, it was cheaper for Porsche to sell these and then support the teams and sell parts and sell the cars. So you had slew of 960, 962s, 956s racing with the Porsche banner that weren't, wasn't done by Porsche. The, uh, you know, the factory wasn't necessarily uh, funding the effort, and they just dominated. I mean, that's what I got into. I think uh, Jim will talk about it too. It, it was, um, to me, it's the coolest cars, you know, that the 917, and I think this is what you're going to be uh, seeing a lot of in uh, at Rensport. Um, so, you know, when uh, – the recent news came up about F1, and we were talking about how Jim now is, uh, he, he's not dragging, he's not in the dumps anymore, that uh, the Porsche deal <laughs> was uh, falling apart, that we have him won. They give us some of the Hemig predictions that uh, I am privy to every day since I sit next to him about what's going to happen. So, Jim. Well, before he gets into it, let's share with people how his persona 
changed quite a bit for the past couple of weeks. He kind of turned into a hermit. You didn't hear much yeah, about him. He said he, uh, he grew this big beard. He stopped, he stopped drinking uh, Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he had his new tattoos effed off. We, Bad we, stuff about we asked, him, we asked him about the F1, and he's like, I didn't even watch it. Yeah, I couldn't even have a conversation because he swore off F1 about the race, you know. But then he got a call, a quote-unquote call, and now he's all happy again. Well, we'll see. It's uh, yeah, everything's back and forth. So yeah, you guys asked me, uh, I guess a few weeks ago, uh, my my predictions. So I came up with a few predictions. I'm gonna go through them real fast, but uh, hopefully uh, Robert can follow me here with some of the images I sent him. But but uh, I, you know, predictions aren't good unless they're outlandish. So my first prediction, because many want to talk about Formula One, I'm not going to talk about Formula One. My first prediction is you're going to see a Porsche in a Star Wars movie. Now, uh, maybe some folks have heard a little bit of this, but uh, yeah. um, oh, so, we did already. Well, a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. So what happened with the uh, the did rise? You, did you predict that a couple of years ago too? Yes, I did. Was it so, in a movie or was they so, just did a concept? So what happened is, are, are we Porsche, looking at spy shots? These are spy shots. <laughs> so I leave that one up there, Robert. So um, for the the Rise of Skywalker Star Wars movie, Porsche designers worked with Lucasfilms designers and actually came up with a spaceship design. And uh, true to Porsche, uh, you know, form follows function, that they came up with a, a spaceship that has a lot of the same elements, uh, lights and grills and and vents that you see. In oh, you are really stretching it. Yep. And <laughs> so, so they did all this and they actually created a model and had this, in, you know, on display in front of the, uh, the Star Wars movie uh, release. And, uh, and then it disappeared. But there was in the summer in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, there was this little tiny scene where you get to see the spaceship way off in the distance does it have the porsche crest or script oh, anywhere sure on it sure does it really <laughs> but uh no it doesn't you know i didn't i didn't <laughs> catch that one in obi-wan but uh, it was in obi-wan so oh. it's like this little tiny thing and i was the first one on social media to say hey wait a minute that's that porsche the porsche spaceship so <laughs> the first my, one my, my first one why well, don't we have like 10 million followers yeah so what's going to happen is in the next round of movies when they come out in the next few years you're going to see that ship again and Manny's going to go, wait a minute, didn't Jim say that that was going to be a movie? We're going to have to go see yeah. the movie together because I'm not going to remember. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I will remind you. I even watched all this stuff that you're talking about, and I, I just never even thought about that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah I was even contacting some of my sources in Germany, telling them <laughs> does your wife, this was there. Does your wife they, watch this with you, or does she had enough? And Oh, this, right, well, yeah. the screenshot was from me pausing it and taking a picture of it. <laughs> <on the TV. laughs> so, you should have taken a selfie like I do in front yeah, of it. Yeah, so that's prediction one. Number two, so yes, I'm getting over this form. Formula One uh, uh, doldrums that I had the last few weeks. So my second outlandish prediction is you're not going to only see a Porsche engine in Formula One in 2026. You're going to see multiple engines, Porsche engines in Formula One. Because they're going to blow them up and go So what's going to happen is, this is my prediction. So everyone thinks that the deal's dead, Red Bull's gone, Porsche won't be in Formula One. But but uh, my prediction is they're still very, very interested. And you're going to see them purchase a team. Right now it looks like possibly Williams, they'll purchase 50% of Williams. But you're going to see Porsche engines um, in other teams' cars, just like with McLaren and Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And- Maybe, to me, the ultimate uh, poetic justice will be uh, Christian Horner begging Porsche for a F1 engine. Well, that would be funny. like a, that would yeah. be the great greatest thing for Drive to Survive. <laughs> that meeting to take place. Well, funny you bring that up. So the rumor mill right now is, is Williams, uh, Haas, Andretti, and believe it or not, Alpha Turi 
might even be interested be in a portion. So Alpha Tori is the junior, the junior Red Bull, Red Bull Exactly. Team. So their name's on the list of possibly uh, working with Porsche, which is bizarre. But, uh, yeah. but my money's on Williams. But I think what you're going to see is exactly what the other teams do. You're going to have a Porsche engine mm-hmm. or a Porsche-funded engine. Yeah. Um, but, and if it does well, maybe that first season, then they'll step up, I right? Think, I think it'll be immediate. So yeah. here's here's what most, most uh, F1 fans don't realize, that Porsche already has – developed a v6 a 1.5 mm-hmm. liter v6 so at the very tail end of the 919 uh, era in the world endurance championship porsche realized that their v4 was not going to carry them forward with the 919 so they developed in secret a 1.5 liter v6 that they were going to run in f1 and in the 919 mm. and uh, what i find really interesting is is after porsche retires something like the 919 the v4 and that 919 nobody saw that until after he was retired. And then the you know the all the covers came off and everybody got to see it. Nobody's seen a picture of that that V six they developed in twenty seventeen. But when they had the nine nineteen and they were going to put the V six in it, they said, We're gonna, you know, we're gonna scrap the nine nineteen project. But Porsche had them finish that V six because it was it was earmarked for the new regulations in F one, which got delayed, which now have been ratified for twenty twenty six, which is the same ones they built that V six to. Mm, So I think they've got an edge up. So I think it's going to be a surprise. They're going to come out, and uh, next thing you know, they're going to have an engine. That Where'd that come from? So that's my second. I I personally, you know, uh, early on, probably a year ago, I was not in favor of the Red Bull Porsche partnership, uh, mainly because of Christian Horner. It really worried me uh, about Porsche's reputation because of the fact that if, you know, right now Red Bull's on top, which means the only place they got to go now is down. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a blame game. And I remember the first year of Driver Survive with the Renault engines, how he really slammed them. But anyways, uh, I, w- I didn't cr- I shed a tear when I heard the whole deal went through. I am, however, very excited about Williams. Williams is a last place team right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the only, <laughs> only place go they got to go up is up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think Porsche does want control of this team, which is what uh, Horner did not want to give to Porsche for Red Bull. And I think Williams could really benefit if Red Bull was afraid of the way that Porsche was going to come in and run the, run the team. Now Williams um, would probably I embrace think it. Williams exactly, they're going to embrace it. Then yeah. it, they probably like, need leadership after. Well, exactly, past and, couple and, years. and that engineering prowess that uh, has that Porsche has, mm-hmm. I think this is like phenomenal news. Now I'm very excited about Porsche coming back because even if they bring Williams to mid pack, it's a huge it's a win. Yeah. accomplishment mm-hmm. uh, from where they were. So it's suddenly things have changed. Now, I watch Formula One no matter what, but now I'm really excited to see what, uh, I, I watched what it again on. last week. You watch it you're back. <laughs> they yeah, brought you back. I'm back. Yeah. All right. So, um, before we move on, yeah. there's also another Williams connection to Porsche and that's the, the singer, the lightweight yeah, design yeah, study. Yes. So there's already a Porsche connection. And it's an, uh, Williams is an American-owned team. I know Haas is yeah. too, but it Williams was British. But then when sold Frank to Williams, the American investment yeah. group, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's owned by an investment group, not a mm-hmm. Formula One team like Red Bull. So I, that's where I'm with Manny. I think there could be a real good matchup yeah, there. It'll yeah, it'll be. A, it, it's and you know they end up with what four or five American races, which is you know that's what they're talking about. That's going to yeah. be. Uh, I, I didn't realize this. The stray away from Jim's topic is. Uh, I read an article about how IndyCar is uh, very worried about how, and it never occurred to me, but it makes sense that uh, basically F1 now with more races in America is going to be taking fans away from Indy mm. because you know F1 now has all the exposure, the mm-hmm. drivers survive. 
that uh, you know uh, they're going to take fans away from IndyCar, which I'd hate to see happen because IndyCar is a, a North American uh, franchise. But um, yeah, very interesting how F1's kind of like a slowly sn- uh, snuck into uh, the American market and now is um, doing what they always wanted to do was capture the uh, attention of the uh, North American market. And that's why Porsche, which, uh, you know, again, my my prediction, it's Porsche, you know, U.S. market's huge for Porsche. So mm. all this F1. But I'll, I'll put three and four, my predictions, three and four kind of together. So I'm going to go bold here and say that Porsche is going to leave GTP and LMDH. If they're all into Formula One, I could they kind potentially of have to. see when that. They, when yeah. when, when, well, say, me, when are me, they going to leave? When are they going to leave? Yeah, so let me let me qualify that. So what's going to happen? This is my prediction. It's exactly to Manny's point. So the 919 that was that was strictly a factory effort. They made just the, enough 919 for the factory to run in the World Endurance Championship, and of course win Le Mans. Three and it was a very around. complicated car. Very complicated. Very complicated. So my prediction is they're going to go back to the uh, the page out of their uh, uh, Group C book, their uh, 962. So the 963, the, the Porsche Penske team is going to run it for one, I'm going to say two years max, and then they're going to just sell them off and have the uh, privateers, the customer teams run. So I think they're going to pull a page out of that 962 book. So you're going to see Porsche come in and basically use Penske as a showroom floor to all the privateers and say, look at this car we built. It, and and I don't know if you mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but but Porsche Penske just ran a 36-hour test with the 963 mm-hmm. at Sebring. They had 10 different drivers running across 36 hours, and that's just showing that market that, hey, look, no other LMDH car is tested like that. And this is the car to buy. And yep. the uh, JDC Miller team, I think we got a picture of that car. Um, that'll be the first uh, privateer, the first customer car running. And, and right now it looks like they're the because of supply chain issues, it may not be at uh, Daytona in January. But shortly mm-hmm. thereafter. The customer, but the factory will. Yeah, the factory Penske Penske's will, will yeah. be there, but the JDC Miller team may not be there with the 963. But mm-hmm. I'm hoping it makes it. But if it does, that'll be the first GTP car that's a customer team running in IMSA. Um, the Jota team over in the World Endurance Championship will be the first 963. So what I'm predicting is Porsche is going to be in all in as a factory team, but it will quickly sell those. I think Porsche is gambling that um, the 963, the GTP era of, of starting next year, will be another decade-long yeah. era of racing like the 963. And it'll run itself via customers. Porsche yeah. makes some money. Say, they don't pull yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, what they do is they hand it over to, well, Jurgen Barth was in charge of customer racing back in the 962 days. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, when I did the article about the C4 Lightweight, you know, he explained that uh, the C4 Lightweight took so long to build uh, all 22 examples. They were hand making them because midway through production, they get an order for 2956s or 962s from Japan, they suddenly wanted to have their own series yeah. way yeah. after the 962 had done run its course. Yeah. So they put the lightweight on hold and they build once again by hand. So, uh, you know, Jim's point, the factory pulls out as a factory team effort, but they have a whole different, like you were mentioning, a whole different uh, cat- uh, department now just supporting it. Yeah. And Porsche Motorsports uh, North America still supports the 962. Wow. I mean, if you have a 962, yeah. you can ship, oh, yeah. you buy parts from them, yeah. and you can ship your engine transmission to California, and they rebuild it. 
Yeah. So yeah, which, I mean, how many teams do that? You think? I, I mean, I, I don't know, but does Nissan have a department where they no. can rebuild their GTP cars? Well, and you're going to see where I'm going with this whole. The whole my predictions have a theme. So, Formula E, same thing. Next year will be Porsche's last factory effort. Is my prediction. They only committed to run through next year. So the the new Formula E car. This is a third gen. This will be the third gen Formula E chassis in the uh, the 99X Porsche. Formula E car. This will be the last one for next year. And then uh, what you're going to see is Andretti is going to run the same car uh, next year in Formula E. And my prediction is it'll be the last of a Porsche factory Formula E next year. But you'll see Porsche carry forward in Formula E with customers. Because Porsche can't be a, they they can't have a factory Formula One effort in a factory like 919 effort from back in the day. That's my point is what what I'm predicting, which. This is not like rocket science or anything, yeah. but my prediction is between the Formula E, the the, nine, the GTP, the 963, and then, of course, the 911 GT3R, they're all going to be customer cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like you go to the showroom floor and buy a 911 for the street, they're going to have this whole slate of, of race cars that, uh, that privateers will run, which will basically fund the Porsche's racing program yeah. and help them focus their energy on, on Formula One. But then uh, the last one I have to add, because I, I like to add this just to annoy Manny. So you're going to see this all the way down to the bicycle level where <laughs> – Yeah, we're really stretching. <laughs> oh, now we're stretching. So my last prediction is uh, – so Porsche bought not only a bicycle You want to put a company, plug in for your bicycle Facebook group? Yeah, of course. Is there um, How many people are on there now? A hundred. A hundred. <laughs> we, just, we just got to a hundred. And ten yeah. of them are PCA and, staff. <laughs> so Porsche, this is, this, is the most, this is the most wild prediction, but uh, you'll see this is all going to happen. So Porsche bought not only a bicycle company, they bought an electric uh, a bicycle uh, motor company. And uh, you're going to see uh, Porsche bicycles coming out in the near future with an electric motor that you can actually pop off. You can take that right out of the bike and ride it without. You can put it back in. Uh, but you'll start seeing other companies like Trek and Specialized. You're going to see other bicycle companies powered by Porsche. So believe it or not, uh, that's my, my last prediction. <laughs> All right, I folks. don't believe it. That's, actually, that could work. I can see that happening. Yeah, that cool. is Porsche's racing future, according to Jim Hemmick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, and now uh, Jim can go back to watching Formula One. and uh, Life is good. Hopefully, they, they, they drew him back in. That they was did. Classic. They, they, they drew was, right back. Now nah, we got to wait because remember, this nothing signed. We thought the uh, Red Bull was all signed, yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and they thank God he didn't get that tattoo he was talking about. Uh, yeah. But uh, I like. I said, well, it'll be exciting to watch it. So, so we we didn't mention though yet that uh, the Porsche it seems like will be in Formula One. The F- FIA actually said they're still looking around. Yeah. So this is not all conjectures. Basically, a matter of which team are they going to pair with. Yeah. So I think, I think I they've think so. prepared a lot already. Yeah. For I don't think this is a random. Uh, hey, if we get it, we'll start working on it. Um, like Jim said, they've been working on that engine. They've got things in place. I think people are going to be surprised how advanced yeah, they, they are. They little, even little things. Uh, they upgraded their wind tunnel significantly in 2015 to basically um, airplane speeds. Wow! And it's it's like, well, why did they do that? It's like there's a lot of little things going on behind the scenes that most people don't realize. Yeah, it'll be fun between spy photos. <laughs> Who's rolling his eyes at me? <laughs> spy photos out of England. The kind or, of stuff uh, we talk about here all day. Or uh, spy photos out of Uh It'll be interesting to see as this progresses uh, with Porsche. All right, folks. I'm going to wrap it up. 
Thanks for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and you own a Porsche, grab that VIN and head over to PCA.org. Or if you don't own a Porsche yet, we have the test drive program. Try that out. Remember to follow our podcast Instagram page, behind the scenes photos and videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. And you can always email us at podcast at PCA.org or comment on the YouTube uh, podcast video sections. Until next time, stay safe and we'll catch you down the road.